Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. Hello, friends. You are here for episode 98 and a half. It is our Friday Faith Follow-Up, diving into encouragement, biblical encouragement, gospel encouragement for your marriage. Um, We have been talking this week specifically about the intimacy in your marriage and how to talk about that, husband and wife. Not always the easiest conversation, but we did have some practical tips for how to have those conversations in episode 98. And I wanted today to turn the corner a little bit as we look at the marriage relationship and connect it with the gospel, particularly for those seasons when your marriage just feels kind of boring and kind of run down and it might not really feel like it's worth the effort to talk about your sex life or it's worth the effort to plan a date night or to have the hard conversations. It just, sometimes we go through those seasons where everything just feels kind of blah. I think that's pretty normal in a marriage. Um, That's based on some personal experience. I've been married for, well, not quite 10 years, but I have been a marriage therapist for over 10 years. And a lot of people come into the counseling room in part because they've just kind of drifted. They didn't have a huge fight. They didn't have an incidence of an affair or pornography use. It's just kind of, you know, we've, we've gotten bored and we want to rekindle our romance and reconnect in that way. So my friend, I do not know where you are at in your marriage. I hope that you are committed to your marriage, not just because of your husband or your home or your kids or your finances, but ultimately because you and your husband made a covenant before God, even if you weren't Christians at the time. If you're a Christian today, if you are following Jesus, we know that the Bible speaks very clearly about the marriage relationship And yes, there are some specific situations when separation and divorce are allowed, according to the scriptures. That's not really the direction we're going in today. We're talking about more of those seasons where things just feel kind of boring, kind of running on autopilot. Maybe we're connecting, but not quite in the way we want to be connecting. And what hope can we find in the gospel for these these darker seasons of marriage or these just kind of gray seasons of marriage, what do we learn from the gospel to give us encouragement, to give us hope, and maybe even to redirect our heart or the direction that we're heading in in our marriage. So before we jump into these five truths that I see from the gospel that give me encouragement in my marriage, before we jump into those five things, let me remind you that we do have several resources from Love Your People Well for your marriage. You can head on over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash marriage and get lots of resources. Um, You know, we have talked this week specifically about the physical intimacy 
in a Christ-centered marriage, and I definitely recommend the online courses from Sheila Ray Gregoire, and I have a link to all of that right there on that website. So loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash marriage. You will get some really helpful and practical resources. Um, We also have a devotional on communication in your marriage. So lots of good stuff there. But let's take a look, um, not so much at specific scriptures, although I will reference those, but at some biblical truths, some gospel truths that can give us encouragement in our marriages. And these are in no particular order. (laughs) So the first gospel truth that we need to be encouraged by is the reality that your marriage just like my marriage, just like every marriage, is filled with sin and brokenness. Now, why would I say that is an encouragement? Why does that give us hope in our marriage? We can read those first few chapters of Genesis, specifically chapter three, and we see the marriage relationship has been stained by sin. But that should give us encouragement, my friend, because wherever you are struggling in your marriage, you are not alone. Those moments when you just feel overwhelmed because you've let your husband down, you've done something that is upsetting or hurtful, you're not alone. That doesn't make it okay. That doesn't mean we don't have work to be done to restore the relationship. But it does mean that we have a reason why marriage is hard sometimes. Why do we sometimes get let down by our husbands? Why do we let them down ourselves? In part because the whole world, including your marriage, is filled with sin and brokenness. We are not the only ones messing up. God is not surprised when we mess things up. And it can sometimes encourage us to just be reminded that this is a normal part, not of how God intended things to look, not from Genesis 1 or Genesis 2, but today in the world we live in, Some elements of brokenness and sin and hurt are very normal in even a healthy, Christ-honoring marriage. So if you are struggling with some brokenness in your marriage, my friend, you are not alone. Number two, a gospel encouragement we need to be reminded of is that your marriage is a blessed union that is important to God. And you can read through um, the Gospel of Matthew chapter 19 has some very specific encouragement about how God views the sacrament of marriage. It's not just a guy and a girl who happen to like each other. And so they kind of hooked up and decided, hey, let's let's build a house together. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than what our current culture would tell us marriage is. It is a blessed union And it matters to God. It matters when you're struggling and it matters when you're enjoying it and it matters when you're fighting and it matters when you're ignoring each other. I mean, all the different things we go through in marriage, the things we do well and the things that are filled with that sin and brokenness, all of it impacts our marriage and therefore it matters to our God. So when you're feeling kind of bored, that's something to take to the Lord. And when you're feeling kind of run down, like I'm putting in all this effort, I'm just not seeing any change, I'm discouraged, or I'm feeling distant from my spouse, those are things that matter to God. They are things we need to be praying about, we need to be working on, we need to be asking the Lord, help me see 
my heart, my sin, my brokenness here, and trusting the Holy Spirit to do that same hard work in our husbands. The third gospel encouragement that I would offer you today is that your marriage, like everything else in life, it will only flourish as you're keeping Jesus and his Holy Spirit at the center of it. If you follow the Lord, if you allow Jesus to be Lord over your marriage, you will see fruit, you will see beauty, you will see goodness, not in every single interaction, not on every single day of your marriage, but your marriage as a whole, the picture of your marriage, the experience of being married, it will be filled with the light and the life that Jesus brings. He brings that into everything he touches. And sometimes we get kind of run down in our marriage because we're at different places spiritually. Your husband might not really be doing great right now spiritually, whereas you are just on fire from the Lord or vice versa. You might be in a season of life where you're just feeling like, is this even real? And you have doubts and you have struggles and your husband is is struggling with your struggle (laughs) because he's doing so well with the Lord. Each of you has an individual relationship with the Lord, or if one of you is not a believer, that's still a relationship. It's just a relationship with a lot of distance and um, and a veiled understanding of what's really true. But even if you're not on the same page, Jesus can be and is present as you invite him into your marriage. He redeems all things and he works all things things for good. We see that in Romans 8. Doesn't mean we're always happy. Doesn't mean we always like it. Doesn't mean that the the good he's working is going to feel good in the moment. But it does mean if you are feeling run down and just kind of, is it even worth it right now in my marriage? Pull Jesus into it. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to fill your husband, and to fill your marriage with the fruit of the Spirit, and the joy and the peace that only our Lord Jesus can bring us. The fourth gospel encouragement that we need to be reminded of is that as we grow individually in our Christ-likeness, we're becoming more and more like Jesus, our marriage will grow too. So if you're feeling like, I'm kind of stuck in my marriage, I'm not really enjoying it, or it's just kind of boring... Yes, there are things you can do in your marriage. We've talked about that some on the podcast before to improve that relationship. But if you individually press into the Lord, you dive into the word and you spend time in prayer and you're just worshiping and seeking and asking God into your individual life, that's going to spill over into your marriage in a big way. We are not isolated creatures where somehow your personal growth is separate from your marital growth. They're not, you know, they're not exactly correlated. (laughs) You might struggle in one area and be doing great in the other. But as you lean into the Lord, that's going to flow over into your marriage. And the two scriptures that I would encourage you to look at if this is an area where you need more encouragement is 2 Peter chapter 1, particularly verses 3 to 9, or in Galatians Uh, chapter five, as we look at the fruit of the spirit, you know, the fruit of the spirit, we think about patience and kindness. You want that in your marriage. And the more that you are growing personally to be more and more like Jesus, the more that you will bring patience into your marriage, the more that you will bring kindness into your marriage and your marriage will grow. 
And then number five, the fifth thing, my friend, that I would encourage you with is to remember that ultimately, whatever you do for your husband or for the sake of your marriage, the time you are investing, the emotions you are investing, the energy and effort that you are investing, really, ultimately, you are doing that for Christ. That is a truth that we see in Colossians chapter three, that whatever we do, we should be working at it as we're working for the Lord. And you might not, you know, visibly see the Lord and his reaction when you do something nice for your husband, but that effort is extended far beyond the walls of your home and into the eternal realms with our Lord Jesus Christ. And I know that when we are in seasons of our marriage where it just feels kind of boring and routine and it's doesn't feel as fulfilling or fun as it once did, there are things we can do about that. Okay, we've actually, we've got a resource at Love Your People Well called the five tools. The five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. You know, that can be a great resource to get some tools in your back pocket to move off of autopilot and reconnect, rebuild that intimacy with your husband. But those tools are no replacement for the truth of scripture, the hope of the gospel. And so let me remind you of these five truths that we want to cling to, and then I will pray for our marriages today. So number one, let us be encouraged as we remember that it's totally normal in our world today that our sin impacts our marriage. Our marriage has sin and brokenness as a part of it. No matter what our best efforts are, Genesis 3, it's a part of our life today. Number two, your marriage is a blessed union that is important to God. And so the work you do in your marriage, the perseverance in your marriage matters to God. Number three, your marriage will only flourish. It will only grow as strong as it can as you keep Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit at the center of it. You need your whole marriage to be handed over to the Lord. Number four, as you personally grow in Christ likeness, your marriage will grow also. And number five, ultimately, whatever you're doing to love your husband, to invest in your marriage, you are really doing it for Christ, to honor Christ, to delight Christ, to glorify Christ. And so it's worth it, my friend. And I'm going to pray for our marriages right now. And I would encourage you to to take this and run with it, (laughs) to pray for yourself and your marriage in whatever the specifics are that you might be struggling with. Maybe you're angry about something. There's some bitterness there. Maybe you're just kind of distant and there's not a lot of time together. There could be a thousand things that are just feeling kind of blah in your marriage right now. Pray over those things, my friend. So let me offer a prayer right now for all of us. Holy Father, we thank you that you care about our marriages, the ins and the outs and the ups and the downs and whether we're sitting on the couch holding hands or we're having an argument, whatever we're doing, Lord, we pray that it will be filled with your spirit so that we will bring truth into our marriages so that our marriages will be filled with patience and kindness and goodness and self-control. Lord, we pray for our physical intimacy to be enjoyable and honoring to you. We pray for our emotional connection with our husbands to be deep and meaningful and growing. Lord, may we be on the same page spiritually. 
May we be investing in our marriage and in every other aspect of life as we are led by you. Lord, I pray for every woman listening that you will today, through the compassion and grace of your Holy Spirit, speak truth, Lord, into her life, into her mind, into her the way she's processing and thinking about her marriage. I pray that you will speak truth, that you will bring comfort or encouragement or conviction or whatever is needed, Lord, to draw her closer to you and through that process closer to her husband. May our marriages, Lord, show our children what it can look like to put Jesus first and show the world what it looks like to be in close relationship with you. We pray all of this trusting in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, friends, let me remind you that we are getting really close to our 100th episode giveaway with a fun giveaway package, Amazon gift card, some great books, some coffee, <laughs> some fun stuff. And I will have all the details of that. Um, oh my gosh, next week, you guys. No. Next week? Yes, next week. Okay, stay tuned because on Monday the 3rd, I'm going to have a little bonus episode with all the details for the giveaway. And then on the 4th, we have episode 99. On the 11th, episode 100. Oh my gosh, it's so close. Okay, I'm excited. But uh, anyway, make sure you have followed this podcast so that that pops right up on Monday. You can get your entry in to the giveaway. And we will be back next week with episode 99. Oh, my friends. Okay, well, if you're listening to this in real time, have a wonderful weekend. And until next week, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.